Welcome to show 198 of the C-Suite podcast. Wow, uh, 198, amazing. My name is Russell Goldsmith, and today we're doing something a little different because my guest is actually one of the C-Suite podcast's other presenters. And so I'm delighted to be joined by my colleague from Audair Communications, Debbie West. Hello, Debbie. Hi, Russ. Thank you for inviting me. No, absolute pleasure. Uh, now, we're recording this episode in a studio in King's Cross, London, that we're trying out for the very first time. So quite excited to see the results. And it will be great to get your feedback too, whether you're listening to the show or watching us on YouTube. And of course, wherever you do follow us, positive ratings and reviews are always welcome as they help us reach many more people. Uh, right then, on to the show. Today, it's all about using podcasting for internal communications. Now, if you heard Debbie's debut on this uh, show a couple of episodes, back, uh, you will know that she has a particular interest in internal comms and employee engagement. But Debbie, given you're pretty new to the podcast yourself, I thought we could just take a step back and maybe you can just give us a bit of your background and why internal comms is such an interesting topic area for you. Thank you. Yeah, I'd love to. My route into internal comms was really through learning and development. So I had a career in a large organisation, a financial organisation in learning and development. And I ran a global project that didn't have any comms support. So I was asked to, to do the internal comms as well as the learning. And I just suddenly realised how powerful it was to be able to directly communicate with people rather than write a lengthy learning programme. And I took the first opportunity I could to move into internal comms and use the skills I'd developed in terms of behaviour change and encouraging good leadership behaviours but I put that into my work in internal communications and particularly employee experience which was a big topic for us at the time. I had a, a global team to communicate with and it was very difficult for us to all work synchronously so we developed a kind of town hall or all hands style communication every month that we designed as an audio first experience. Um, one of my directors suggested I start listening to podcasts and pick up some good tips about how to communicate with people globally using an asynchronous way of connecting them. So that's what I did. I learned as much as I possibly could about podcasting and, and put those skills into creating really great internal comms. So um, yeah, I've, I've carried that enthusiasm for how useful that can be and how portable it can be in, in my career since then. Brilliant. And here you are now. Absolutely. So internal comms podcast or employee podcast, do they differ from other podcasts? Well, largely they're the same. So the podcasts that you listen to, maybe consumer side or for entertainment or for the news, it's the same idea. So it's typically an audio first channel and it's quite often conversational based because that works very well on audio. But we can also create video podcasts as well as audio podcasts. So people are expecting more these days to see video as much as to hear audio. So we quite often expect a podcast now to be video too. But yeah, really the kind of styles and formats that you see externally would be possibly applicable internally. So it's the same sort of thing. You may adjust for tone of voice if you're making an internal podcast because you will want to reflect the values of your brand or the ethos of the organisation you work for. And typically an internal podcast is directed for employees or for membership bodies or groups that are connected to that organisation, but not uniquely. So those are the sort of subtle differences. And there are lots of really great use cases for an internal podcast. You can pick up lots of different styles and approaches to adapt them to what you want your internal podcast to achieve. For example, you might want your senior team to reach all of your people because they're spread over the world, like my team was when I was back in the bank. So you might want more of a news style podcast for that to reach that kind of objective. And you might want to make sure that it's timely. So it's always current and it's something interesting and, you know, it's really direct. 
but you may also use your podcast for, for different reasons. So you might want to unite an employee group, for example, or you might want to focus on the culture inside your organisation. You might be looking for a way to make people experience more of a sense of belonging inside the organisation. So you may adopt a kind of softer tone, a different style of format, a different publishing schedule, that sort of thing. So, you know, there's some really great use cases we've seen for initiatives like wellbeing and sustainability. And those are the sorts of topics that carry really well on a podcast. You can really dive into those subject matters and get people to share their first person experience with you in a dialogic format, in a nice kind of laid back conversation which people can tune into or not, depending on how interested mm. they are in that topic. But they're comforted that that is being spoken about in their organisation and that there's somewhere they can go to to get information about that if they want to. Yeah, lots of great examples. How would you say podcasting fits within the wider mix of internal communications? It's really important to consider that. So one of the key roles for an internal comms leader is to think about how much information is going out. Is it going to the right people at the right time in the right way? And is it you know the right level of information? So yeah, very important for internal communicators to think, is a podcast going to help me with my strategy and not just feel like it's more noise? And absolutely, it's a great way to boost your internal comm strategy. There are some unique benefits of audio that you, you can't get with other forms of media. So, for example, if the profile of your organisation is you've got lots of what we call deskless workers, so people who tend not to work in a kind of office set up with a laptop, but might be out on the road or might be out in a customer experience where they've got a, a hand held or a mobile phone, you may be able to reach them using your employee app, for example, using podcast content in a much more direct and relatable way than other forms of content. So really, it's about looking at your current channels mix and the profile of your organisation and seeing how audio can complement what you're already doing and then what you're aiming to achieve. One example of podcast content that I've used in a previous organisation where we were able to multi-purpose it and get lots of value out of that content was in a huge digital transformation program where lots of people in the organisation needed to know the headlines and what was going on but really didn't need the detail but there were groups of people who were desperate to find out more about the detail so they could really understand what they were trying to achieve. So we would interview the key leaders in that piece of change and create a podcast so we had some great audio content from them We'd get that auto-transcribed and then we'd use that for an actual transcription for people who needed it, but also reduce that down into an article just pulling out the key points. Then we'd create little clips of sound bites and little pieces of content that just highlighted the milestone. So the key piece of information, the milestone, that could go out to everybody on a kind of social media channel. The more in-depth article could go in newsletters, leadership communications, those sorts of things. And then there'd always be a link to the long form, which would be audio. So people could, if they really wanted to dive into the real detail of that programme, they could take that away with them listening over lunch or at a time that suited them. So it's a great way to, to layer the level of detail you're sharing with people and, and make more information accessible to people if they really need it. You spend a lot of time in, in your role at Ordair and, and also the work you do at the Charleston Institute of Public Relations. You're meeting with internal comms leaders on a regular basis. What topics are currently giving them the greatest 
concern and how can a podcast help with that? Yeah, I really love those conversations I still have with you know my ex-colleagues and people in the CIPR. It's great to stay connected with that community. And the episode that I made recently about AI and IC really was born from those conversations. So there was a lot of concern being expressed about there's lots of information about AI generally in the industry, but not that much about how people in internal communications were actually a- adopting and adapting um, AI tools. So it was I was really keen to make that episode. It was a great opportunity opportunity to have that conversation with different internal comms leaders. And it's not just about AI. There are lots of issues, I think, that people are really considering in the beginning of 2024 and looking forward to the rest of this year. Particularly issues around trust and creating a sense of belonging seem to be increasingly important to internal communicators. So in February, the state of the sector survey results were published by Gallagher from the survey data they captured at the end of last year. And it shows that communicators are much more concerned now with this concept of trust building and creating the kind of culture where people feel like they can belong and bring their whole selves to work and those sorts of things. Um, So certainly internal communicators are concerned about making sure they're helping to create that sort of environment. Trust is a very interesting issue for us as podcasters and it's something I'm hoping to create a a podcast episode about for um, the C-Suite podcast later on this year. Also, issues around distribution constantly come up in the internal communications world. How can I reach my people? What are the best ways to get them and to connect them with the information that they really need at the times they really need it? So, again, distribution is a big topic that I'm hoping to unpack a little bit in in an episode coming up soon. Well, we'll put the link to that report that you mentioned in in the show notes on on the website when we publish this episode. But you you just touched there on a kind of sense of belonging and, and trust. What role does a podcast play in achieving that, again, within internal comms? Yeah, podcasts are great for addressing issues to do with trust and engendering greater trust for a couple of reasons, really. So if you think about most people listening to a podcast, you generally picture somebody who's wearing a headset, maybe like us, or maybe just you know a, a much smaller one as they dash off to catch the train. People typically connect with podcast content in a very kind of intimate way, so in a one-to-one way, and we know from the data that overwhelmingly people will listen to a podcast alone. And it gives them that sense of relationship with a host, particularly a consistent host of a podcast. So it's a unique way to really, you know, get into people's brains, talk directly to them. But also there's data emerging, particularly in America now, that suggests that people do trust podcast hosts to the extent where they will seek out a podcast they trust when something happens in the news. So they'll go for current affairs information from a trusted podcaster before they'll go to traditional media. So that's kind of bearing out, I think, what we've known intuitively for a long time. It's Mm. being now shown in the data that people really do trust podcast hosts and well-considered, thought-out content really does resonate with people. So it is a great way to create, engender and kind of nurture that sense of trust and transparency. People can interpret quite a lot from listening to tone of voice in terms of whether that's authentic or whether it's, you know, just kind of scripted and read out on corporate. So that real sense of, yeah, I, I can hear that this person really means this comes over very well in a podcast. So it's it's absolutely mm. super for that. As you know, Russ, we've, we've started working with a new client and they are very interested in creating more of a sense of cultural cohesion across a rapidly growing organisation. So trust is one of their key areas to create, establish and nurture this year. And, and they're looking to a podcast to help them to do that. And in terms of 
new clients of, of ours, but any company thinking of embarking on an internal comms podcast, one of the things that they may be thinking about, because it's a question that comes up regularly is, well, how do I keep my internal podcast internal? Because obviously most people listen to a podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. What, what's the answer to that one then? Yeah, there is an answer to that one. So there are lots of providers who will help you to keep your podcast content internal, but also present as if it's a podcast. So it's it's quite a, a, a tricky balance, but it can be achieved. The important start point for that is what your current tech setup is. There are people who can integrate podcast style players into what you're currently using. So if you're using Slack, for example, or Microsoft tools, there are people who can help you to embed that podcast so it looks like a podcast. And importantly, some of those are advanced enough to enable people to listen to audio when their screen is in lock mode, basically. So that's been one of the big barriers mm. is you've had to use MP4 you know, video style content just to listen to audio on internal channels. But that's not necessarily the case any longer. So some people have overcome that. Some providers can even create a private RSS feed for you that will place your private podcast in the public directories. So that means you can access your private company podcast through Apple Podcasts, for example, which is great if you've got lots of podheads in your organisation who are already used to doing that because there's no behaviour change for them, but they're accessing your content. We stay current with the providers as much as we can. We're in regular dialogue with those just to keep on top of what they can do now. But yeah, it is possible to do that. You just need to be really clear about your own current capabilities first. But unless there is anything specifically highly confidential, can you not put your internal comms podcast externally? Absolutely, you can. So yeah, there are some people who want to keep their content private or internal for, for certain yeah. reasons. So they might want to talk about market sensitive issues or even emotionally sensitive issues that they don't want to publish publicly. But if you can share your podcast publicly, it can have some huge benefits for you. First of all, you just place your podcast in all of the podcast directories with a, with a normal feed. So wherever your people are currently listening to any podcast, they'll see your podcast alongside it. And it's actually, it's very exciting when you scroll through your podcast directory and you see a podcast you've made or from a company you work for. So I highly recommend doing that because you know it's a really great buzz to see your company podcast there in your podcast feed but it'll give you some other benefits as well so for example if you are looking to recruit a particular pool of talent or a particular kind of person that you want to to boost into your organization maybe think about how your podcast content is appealing to those people are they the sorts of people who would listen to the style of podcast content you're producing if so they may be listeners of yours already so they've already got that kind of sense of connection with your brand also, you can use podcast content as part of your onboarding strategy. So if you want people to sort of hit the ground running when they come in or get a real sense of your organisation, you can direct them to previous episodes you've published. So here's a podcast episode we produced three months ago with, with our CEO in conversation. It's a great way to find out more about the CEO. It gives people a real sense of connection before they even start because there's something external they can access. But also, it's a great channel for employee advocacy if you're interested in, in expanding into that area. So it's a great way to take your employees' voices and let them speak candidly about their experience of working in your organisation and what it's like to be there and you know how they've developed their careers, those sorts of topics, and allow that to be shared publicly. And it's a really transparent, authentic way of showing your culture on the outside, externalising what's going on in a really encouraging and kind of warm, personable way. And also, 
you can demonstrate the credibility of the people inside your organisation. So if you've got experts in a particular field, if they're hosting or discussing certain topics and you're able to share those discussions publicly, you're constantly demonstrating that your people have got their finger on the pulse of this topic and they're leading this dialogue and puts them in that thought leadership position, let's say. So, yeah, lots of really great benefits from yeah. that. I mean, listen, listening to what you're saying there, I suppose a good example of that is the work that we do or dare with our client Octopus Energy. It's a podcast that we've been working with them now for a good few years it's called inside octopus but whilst their customers are they'd love them to listen to the podcast but it's not really aimed at them it's aimed at both existing employees but also um you know government stakeholders partners within the energy sector but interesting like picking up on what you were just saying about using that employee voice and advocates for potential employees we talk to them regularly about the fact that when they're recruiting, the first thing they actually they say to point to to potential recruits is go and have a listen to the podcast because we've done episodes on culture, on growth, on technology, everything behind the business. So yeah, so that, that's probably a good example of what you're talking about there. But I was just thinking, are there any other thoughts that you've got on how organisations can ensure that these employee podcasts, internal podcasts can remain engaging and relevant? Absolutely. One of the first things to do is to listen to your people first before you start creating your podcast content. So what do they really want to hear from you? And out of the things they really want to find out more about, which of those really suit the medium? Think about what people are desperate to find out about. A really interesting start point, actually, is the um, IOIC index that came out in the summer of 2023. I was really interested with some of the topics it listed in there that people are seeking more information about. And one of them was strategic narrative and where the company's going, which is what you'd probably probably expect in internal comms and one of them was about career information and you know that's quite an easy thing to create as a subject for a podcast because you can talk to people about how they've got into the positions they've got into and what career development and learning opportunities are in your company and if your people are really desperate for that information there's a really nice use case for for creating some genuine podcast content to to match that need so yeah it's really about finding out what people really want and that's a, a really good start point for you and think about the strengths of the medium. As we were talking about, it's a great place to to engender trust. So think about who you'd like to be on that podcast and who can be authentic in that way that represents your brand really well and really positively. Think about not just the host, but the format. As we spoke about, there are lots of different formats in kind of consumer side podcasts that you might want to consider. I've seen lots of successful in-house podcasts where they've had maybe two presenters who are there regularly. They're from totally different parts of the organisation, but they have this really kind of sparky conversation between them about the same topic. And then they might invite in a guest who's an expert on whatever subject matter is salient at that time. Um, But it gives the podcast a personality. You know, it's got that kind of dynamic between those two people becomes part of the personality of the podcast and you know that's a really successful way to have an ongoing channel that people are really willing to tune into a lot of people use a podcast to amplify leadership voices which is great it's a great channel for doing that even if you do that try to use your employees in the creation of the podcast as much as you possibly can. So there's probably a load of talent in your employee group that you don't know about. There may be somebody who can write the music for you. They can write the music for your podcast or, you know, write the little jingles or whatever you want to use. And that would be a great way to involve people in the organisation in co-creation. So we're obviously all more invested in the things that we help to build rather than the things that we're sort of sit, sit back and receive. So get people involved in the podcast as much as you can and they'll 
you'll be naturally more engaged. Obviously, we love the fact that more people want to be doing podcasts externally or internally. But in terms of internal comms podcasts, there's got to be a reason for them doing it. How are they going to measure the success and, and the impact that it's having? That's critically important. Absolutely. I know we're all used to thinking about number of listens like number of reads as a measure of success. And I wouldn't throw that away as useless. It is useful. It is good to know how many people are actually connecting with your podcast. Think about the intended audience for it, though. So if you're intending your podcast to reach a certain audience about a certain topic, you maybe wouldn't expect your whole organisation to tune into it straight away. So just manage your expectations on that. But number of listens does have relevancy. I would say what's really interesting with podcast content is people tend to stay engaged with the podcast for longer than they stay engaged with written communication based on the data we receive from external sources. Is that the same with your podcast? Are people listening to the whole episode of a podcast or not? And if there's a particular point where they're dropping off and they switch off from the podcast, have a little think about why that might be. Is that a point where you switch the tone of the podcast or does the podcast actually feel like it's getting a bit long after that point and use that information to kind of adjust your, your podcast format? But also encourage feedback and participation as much as you can. If you put your podcast on your internal social Social media and somebody makes a comment on it comment back engage them in the dialogue you know, appreciate them for listening to the podcast and making a comment and you can build calls to action into the podcast content as well and measure whether or not they've been taken up so if you say in the podcast please sign up to our well-being initiative by going here and doing this then when you look at the numbers of people who've responded you'll know who's listening to the podcast right up to that point I never forget sharing a webinar where one of the the leaders showed people how to sign into a learning platform, which was kind of an accident because he hadn't signed into it himself, and it seemed like an obvious thing to do. But it clearly resonated with people because within a day there was a huge spike of people <laughs> signing into the learning platform. But that's great feedback because it shows you how many people had watched that webinar and then replicated that behaviour. Exactly the same with a podcast. You give them a piece of information that they can action and then measure whether or not they've actually actioned it. The client that I mentioned earlier who is establishing a podcast as part of their initiative to create in gender trust, they are running some surveys, before and after surveys, to measure how people feel about the people who are going to feature in the podcast and how they're generally feeling about trust in the organisation and the culture of the organisation. And whilst that might not directly correlate it will be interesting to see if as the podcast becomes established that data changes as well so yeah, yeah. Be interesting to just measure that along interesting the way. one of the things you touched on there was duration i think just looking at the clock over there we're probably coming up for about <laughs> half an hour so we're going to need to kind of finish this off so i've got one final question for you and we're probably going to sound a little bit biased here but how can internal comms leaders benefit from bringing in specialists to produce and help launch their podcast well it can be a huge benefit to bring in specialists and one of the biggest benefits is time mm. so what we can bring with us is all of our years of experience and our knowledge about how to set up a podcast to enable our clients to set up their podcast really really quickly so it's a real shortcut to getting expert professional content created and produced quickly without you having to go through that process of learning it's perfectly possible to learn how to make your own podcast it just takes time and experience to do that well so bringing in an expert is a real shortcut to get you into that space and also I think a big barrier for a lot of people making a podcast apart from the kit and you know knowing what to set up and how to record it in the first place 
is the editing and making really good editing choices. So getting a professional to help you with that really frees up your time from that process and enables you to lean more into the creativity and the sort of strategic side of the podcast. So those are probably the things you really want to do is, is get creative and really think about what you can do with your podcast. You can have the time to do that and the experts can come in and take away the pain from all the other parts of the process for you. So. Superb probably a good place to leave it then yeah i mean this has been a real change from my usual type of episode i really enjoyed the chat we should do this again but for now debbie wester thank you for being a guest rather than uh, the presenter of the c-suite podcast listen i hope you've enjoyed this episode too and if you want to find out more about the work that debbie is doing in the field of internal communications uh, podcasting please do visit audaircommunications.com there's a tab on the navigation bar there for more information on internal comms podcasts in the meantime please do follow the show wherever you get your podcasts and if you want to contribute to the discussion you can find us on linkedin and all the usual social channels if you would like to get in touch with the show you can do that via the contact form at csweetpodcast.com or you can connect with me russell goldsmith on linkedin but that's all for now so thanks for listening or watching the show on youtube and goodbye